Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This week, we are super pumped to have Finn Pomeroy in the studio. Not only is Finn an incredible sports photographer that regularly shoots on the F1 circuit, documenting some of the biggest sports stars in the world close up, but he's also the director of 8 Seconds, a creative agency that is trailblazing the commercial world with an incredible roster of clients under their belt. We absolutely love chatting to Finn. His attitude and passion for the craft is up there with the best. And in this episode, he shares his knowledge and experience on how to break into the sports scene and commercial world, but also how to stay there. We think, in fact, we know you're going to love this one. Right then, it's time for Lights Out. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, just I couldn't help myself. <laughs> it's nice to get your approval. <laughs> you are welcome. Um, I wonder if people have noticed how much better my sound quality is now as oh, well. Oh, I wonder, I wonder. And, and, and I have definitely pressed record on the camera as well, so we've, it's one We each. live and learn, we live and learn. We do, we do know what we're doing sometimes, don't we? Um, God, it feels like you were here like five minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Literally were, last were you here five minutes ago? I can't week. remember. Um, I feel like the weeks and well, the days just kind of blur into one at the moment. Yeah, they um, are. We're ready for, for some downtime. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm impressed so far that we haven't actually skipped a week yet. Yeah, yeah, we've been. Uh, that was one of my concerns when we started was keeping it up. Yeah. We've managed to. There've been a few that have been by the skin of the teeth, yeah. like you know, a few people loading them at ten o'clock on a Sunday night. Yeah, a few people have sort of like warned me. Just, just be prepared for it. Yeah, it's literally weekly podcasts. It's, it's. We, uh, but we keep turning up, don't we? Yeah, um, that's it. And yeah, I think, well, I'm, I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm ready for a holiday. I've got a week in Zanti next week and I am, Woo-hoo. I'm ready. I messaged a client the other day to go, oh, just let me know your address so I can send your parcel to you. And she went, you sent it last week, Sam? <laughs> I was like, okay, that's definitely I a sign. I definitely need a holiday. That's definitely a sign that I need to switch off. So yeah, um, yeah. but anyway, on with today. Uh, yeah. Igor, before we introduce our guest today, uh, what are we? We are Another Idea, a podcast for creatives, <laughs> entrepreneurs, <laughs> and yeah, we're just here to empower creatives and seeing things in a different way, yeah. really. And what do people need to do? Well, um, like, share, subscribe, 
YouTube, Spotify, Apple iTunes, everywhere. So, Amazing. Yeah. Brilliant. But here we are. I'm, I'm very excited today. I'm very excited because uh, we have Finn Pomeroy with us. Finn P. Finn P. Welcome. <laughs> Thank Thanks you for guys. coming up to Derby. Thanks for having me. Um, Great to be here. I was quite shocked to see that, given that you work for Mercedes, you turned up in a BMW this morning. Get that I just thought sort I'd of go straight in with that. Yeah, I mean, it's a beautiful Beamer. It's lovely. Um, yeah, they don't, but, all, know um, they don't Lewis, all know that I drive that. Lewis, has, <laughs> Lewis hasn't sorted you out with anything, though. No? Not yet, no. No, hopefully it's in we'll the post one day. We'll yeah, get one there. Day. One um, day. A nice AMG. Yeah. AMG line, exactly. definitely. Yeah. yeah. But um, no, I'm, I'm really excited today because we've, me and Finn have messed with which it's one of those Instagram kind of friendships that, you know, I don't even know how we kind of got in contact with each other, but we did at some point. And there was just a kind of like a mutual respect for each other's work, I think. And over like the last four or five years, we just kept every, every few months just check in and yeah, it's been like from my point of view it's been great to see your journey mm-hmm. um, obviously I see your stuff and I'm like man this guy is absolutely yeah. kind of smashing it for anyone that Thank hasn't you. sort of like got uh, an idea just right now just go to Finn's Instagram just to give you a good yeah. sort is it of at Finn P at Finn P and I've yeah. actually posted which doesn't often happen so <laughs> <laughs> I kind of, it's normally posted every three months but yeah, I was like you guys will yeah, yeah. have a go otherwise so like, it's I made, really, made sure I posted <laughs> it's really surreal though when you um, you know when you've been mes- messaging somebody for like four or five years and you actually don't know what they look like mm-hmm. <laughs> turn up to someone and like I don't even know where he is yeah, yeah. yeah. on my um, research I really had to sort of like dig deep to did try you find and a find picture yeah yeah a few videos a few videos not picture not picture a few videos and I sort of thought I was like yeah that that must be him. That has to be him. And I still didn't know. I still yeah. didn't know until we actually... No, I keep it well up. hidden. Kind of keep my kind of personal self away from yeah. social media and the web if I can. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that anyone's actually bothered. But yeah, I like to keep that well away. And just no, kind of I let, like that. Let it speak through kind of the work I do rather than... Yeah, from a commercial person. point of view, I, I really, really like that. It keeps it quite yeah. elusive in some ways. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I guess so. But yeah, for, no, I'd originally touched base with Sam. I'd always try to get him on weddings for friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was always too busy to do them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, very kindly always kind of puts in touch with other kind of friends or colleagues of his that have jumped in and done a few weddings actually. For yeah, brilliant. It's always, been, it's always been amazing. And I think there's obviously your kind of a, yeah, like Sam, a mutual respect. We work in wildly different areas of kind of photography, but it's when it boils down to it, it's all the same about yeah. catching yeah, yeah, emotions and narratives yeah. and, and yeah. somehow always chasing light at some point of the day, whether <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. cars or people or sport or whatever it. it is. It's all, it's all transferable, isn't it? 100%. Um, 100% but yeah, yeah I'm, I, was, I'm, I'm, I think part of the reason I'm, I was looking forward to having you on this podcast and chatting to you today is, is because there's a lot of kind of, I don't know if it's secrecy is the right word, but there's a lot of mystery. Yeah, mystery. In, um, I don't know if this is just from a personal point of view, like, I think if I wasn't doing weddings, I've always said um, I would love to go and just shoot like a sport event. Yeah. I'd love to go and shoot like the Tour de France. That would be like yeah. my kind of goal. But I have absolutely no idea as to where you would start and do, yeah. firstly, where you would start to, to do that. And secondly, how you would even charge for it. Yeah. Um, so we'll get onto that in a little bit. That's that's maybe a conversation for further down the line. But the, se- the secrecy is a big thing. Oh, he's going to go straight in. Secrecy is Go straight in. Get your notepads ready, guys. Not necessarily kind of getting into it, doing that, but actually the content of what you're shooting. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll often shoot stuff that won't see the light of day for a 12-month period or well, 18-month period. And I've got kind of hard drives of stuff that would be kind of if very, you lost them. <laughs> very sought after from other people. Um, 
is it overly important? I don't know. But it's you're, tr- you're trusted by said clients to make sure this stuff doesn't leave and there's NDAs all over the place. And mm-hmm. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, and it's not just kind of within the, like the automotive world, but a lot of other stuff. If you shoot with clients that are releasing products that are coming out next year and you're shooting lookbooks and yeah, yeah. releases and yeah. stuff, or if we're, we're filming and stuff, this stuff that is can't massive. be leaked. Uh, yeah. And if it does go out, or if you're working with set kind of talent or kind of athletes, they, they need to be kind of shown in the correct light and it will often go through their kind of channels and their teams before this stuff sees the light yeah. so it's mm-hmm. you, you know you have to be respectful as well don't 100%. you you know like yeah. you have to uh, yeah. Yeah, if, yeah. if you weren't respectful of the people that you're shooting and, and, the, and the brands and clients that you're working for yeah. you wouldn't you wouldn't get repeat custom mm-hmm. would you at the end of the day yeah. so yeah. Um, before we before we I feel like we're going to just dive straight <laughs> in I'm like, hold on a second yeah. hold on let's just, let's just stop really hold in. on one second yeah. right yeah. so on today's podcast yeah. Finn Pomeroy thank yeah. you for coming up do you want to um, yeah. just give it, just give us all and, and for me and Igor as well really just give us a, a kind of a real overview of, of what it is you do on a sort of week to week basis yep. um, and just what you know what you're about as a photographer sure. and like, where yeah. your work lies well, kind of, my work's kind of split. I'm a commercial sports photographer, but also kind of director of a creative production agency called Eight Seconds. Um, so my work's kind of sits between the two, mainly all falls under the Eight Seconds umbrella. Um, so it will kind of be split between that. We'll have video production stuff running throughout the week. So kind of at the moment, we've got a team down in Cornwall that are shooting a documentary. We've got another team back in London that are finishing off a documentary for National Geographic. And then we've got two more starting at the end of this week for a Anne Summers campaign that's coming out later in the year. So you're not busy. God. We've done, <laughs> well, to, we've done well to get them up here, haven't we? Um, so so that would be kind of on the production side of stuff. There's always stuff bubbling over, but yeah. it's, it's not just myself. How big's your team? Well, there's only there's a small group of us that kind of actually run it, but I mean, when it's kind of peak season, we've probably got about, the start of the summer, at the busiest time, probably had about 20 guys and girls working for us at once. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's from kind of like the project, production side, filming, photographers, editors, sound designers, the whole way through. I mean, yeah. you, you just need these people. Um, they're involved with it. And then on the flip side is the photography where I'm on my I mean, own. you can't do all of that yourself, can you? No. You know, that's no. the thing, isn't it? It's yeah, like yeah, the, the, yeah. And the skill set of, that goes into the kind of the work that you're producing is, yeah, is vast. Yeah. And you just kind of need that support network around it as well. And yeah. trusted people that you know you can leave to do a job and they're going to do it and fortunately for us we've kind of built up that kind of roster of kind of friends and colleagues um and then yeah the flip side is the photography stuff which i kind of mostly shoot on my own will kind of it'll cross over quite a bit and then hugo my business partner will come in and we'll shoot together as well on a lot of projects and so kind of yeah on again on a normal normal week is there such a thing as a normal week Uh, yeah Um, (laughs) yeah so yeah so we got back from hungry f1 last week finished kind of wrapped that flew back monday then went straight into a mercedes commercial project tuesday wednesday that wrapped and then doing selects getting selects over to client who will then choose them before we start editing them on the thursday and then friday it's kind of back into production stuff so it's yeah it's a it's a bit of a juggling act between it um, it sounds great though, doesn't it? Yeah, it sounds... It made me then want to kind of ask you, could you, <laughs> have you ever, or could you ever just go and sit in an office like the corporate nine to five? No, absolutely. <laughs> no way. No way. No, no. no way. No, it would, um, yeah, it would kill me. And it's nice because the other guys I work with are exactly the same as well. Yeah, good. Um, I, I mean, I struggle to sit in my own office for a day, really. <laughs> so, yeah, it's one of those. That just shows. That just shows. Yeah. It, it's one of the things that I find that people that usually are that driven and tend to literally travel a lot for work usually tend to actually enjoy it it, yeah. it tends to sort of like feed feed their creative heart really oh, yeah. yes it can be tiring but 
um, I'm sure that you get some great opportunities from it, really. Yeah, I mean, you've got you've got to embrace it and you've got to enjoy it. Otherwise, there's no point in doing it. Yeah. I mean, there, there are times when it's kind of it's it's exhausting and you're like, oh, what am I doing? And I'm flying into somewhere for like two days to do a shoot. And mm. It's a real cliche that you like fly in, do the job, and fly out in and out. Yeah. But you know, so be it. If if it means I've spent two days in New York on a shoot, I'm still in New York for two days. And, and whether you're yeah. consciously out there, you're still absorbing the culture yeah. and you're seeing it. And you know, you might see some of it from a taxi window but I mean it's a hugely privileged position to be in yeah. to even see that and be there and get to travel so yeah yeah I'd, I'd take nothing away from that and I'm yeah very fortunate to kind of yeah get to do what I do with it yeah it's a great mindset isn't it yeah so let's start from the beginning okay <laughs> <laughs> tell us how you started photography and yeah just your creative career in general really yeah well I mean I, I grew up my father was always a keen kind of amateur photographer they were all with cameras around the house um 35 mil stuff there'd always be film lying around would always shoot stuff so growing up it was always kind of there um and then actually reflecting back it's actually also my mum is also a very keen photographer without knowing it mm -hmm. she st she'll still go away and do like a week's holiday and then print a hundred photos and make photo <laughs> wow. albums from them and label every photo everything's annotated <laughs> on the trip and the holiday um, so it was always it was always there. It was always kind of part of the house. More people should do that though, shouldn't mm. they? Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Is... I mean, I should do it. I wish I printed as many photos as she does yeah. and make these albums. And you now, when you were a kid, and you'd open these albums and see yeah. these stories. It's yeah. great. That's legacy. Yeah. I can't give someone a hard drive. They don't want a legacy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this, this is nice. So, yes. I can't even plug it in. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so yeah, that was always around. And then I kind of I never had any desire or drive to kind of pursue it as a career path it was never mm -hmm. intentional um i wanted to be a musician or a, or an athlete and i was never any good at either so that didn't really work out um and then at school i kind of studied i say this very loosely studied photography um but we, we were using dark rooms at the time and so we'd actually kind of learn the fundamentals of what yeah. it was kind of developing film processing stuff understanding how a camera works um, and then towards the end, digital started coming in, and I was like, "This is amazing!" I was like, <laughs> yeah. okay, got Photoshop, and I'm just pushing saturation all the way up. Yeah, like, get that slider out. HDR everything. <laughs> let's, let's share some of those images to our yeah. Instagram feed. Yeah. Um, and then it just can you beat a chicken and bacon sandwich though? Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's literally not quite. <laughs> that's uh, to put it into context. That's um, sort of like my first image that I posted on Instagram like loads of filters on top of it i was at uni still and chicken and bacon sandwich there you go <laughs> <laughs> that's good yeah. it's modern art isn't it yeah, yeah. yeah that's it print that that'll be up on the wall in the tape um and so it went from there and then yeah loosely studied it at school never really got on with school or studying really because i just wanted to kind of actively pursue this stuff <laughs> so that kind of took me there and i went off skiing and i was living in the mountains skiing and i uh had a little point and shoot and I was shooting a load of stuff and then Lightroom appeared this amazing new program and it was like wow this is great all that stuff I tried to do in the dark room hmm. and never really got it it's suddenly I can do this with sliders and make stuff look as I want it to like, it doesn't look nice now looking back at the stuff but it was then kind of progressing there and then I blew my knee out um, and my brother bought me a digital SLR and that's kind of when everything kind of crossed over really um, and started shooting with with first DSLR that I'd use and I would like Nikon and it was yeah amazing I was like wow this stuff you can shoot amazing images yeah. pretty quickly and turn stuff around and produce it and still no no want or desire or I guess even vision that it was possible to have a career in photography it was like 
I know, you shoot a couple of pictures. Um, and then a few people saw some of my work and I kind of got picked up for a couple of jobs. Would you be able to do this? And I was like, oh, yeah, cool. I mean, what do you charge? I'll figure it out as I go. Yeah. 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 And as I'm sure everyone does, you start off and extra people ask, would you be able to do this? There's no budget. I'm like, I don't care. I'll come shoot it. <laughs> and it, again, it's always a contentious area. But yeah, shoot for free, man. Yeah. yeah. If you can get your foot in a door, build a portfolio, show people yeah. your work, learn yourself on these jobs. I mean, if it's going to open doors and push you yeah, through. It still gets a lot of people's backs up, doesn't it? This yeah. shoot for free thing. But yeah. I think it depends where you are in your, in your career, in your, your profession. Like you obviously yeah. had a raw passion for photography and, yeah. and, and, and documenting people and, 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 you know, sports, but you needed to get that portfolio under your belt to, yeah, to be able to charge for it. 100%. Because without that, yeah. you wouldn't be where you are. So I can kind of understand people's issues, but I mean, at the same time, shoot for free, do it. If it's going to allow you to build this portfolio, yeah. if, if you're if you're at a position where your career is kind of, you're there and you're set and you think you're being challenged by someone who's offering to do the job for free, then your probably work is not at the level you think it's at. If you think you're going to be challenged by someone that's kind of just coming in, and I don't mean that in a belittling way to the person that's starting, they're using it as a kind of way to grow themselves yeah. and learn and absolutely do it if it's going to open a door get you a photo pass get you a press pass whatever it is do it i mean i'd still do it now if i wanted to go to an event and someone said oh look we can give you a press pass to shoot at wembley for a final but there's no budget great cool i'll get down i'll shoot it yeah okay. yeah that will ruffle a few amen to that <laughs> <laughs> it's just good to hear though isn't it it's yeah. true it is true because sometimes people don't people tend to forget that when at that sort of stage um, your priority is to get a portfolio. Your priority yeah. is really yeah. to get those images. And yeah, it's refreshing to hear that. Yeah. And you never know who you meet on these things as well. Mm -hmm. you never That's it. it. That's exactly yeah. it. You don't, you don't know. You know if you don't need to shoot free, great. Don't, don't yeah. do it. But, you know, also don't, don't belittle the people that are trying to get, you know, a foot on the ladder and to, to make a yeah. career for themselves. Yeah. Everyone, everyone starts somewhere and you need to get that foot in. So it kind of, it then rolled from there and then... Did things start to snowball at this point? Like you kind of, did no, you, not massively. when did you have a sense of, hold on one second, there's kind of an opportunity or a career or has it just been like a kind of slow progression over, I, I, over years? Do you still know what you're going to be doing? <laughs> like, no, have you no, figured it out yet? No, and I hate this word, but it kind of very much happened organically and it's just rough. Yeah. I hate that and it pains me <laughs> to say it. Um, we'll just we'll clip that up and we'll just put it on repeat. <laughs> organic, organic, organic. Um, but then I guess like the first big shoot was a kind of a really good friend of mine she was running events for Mercedes and their photographer had dropped out last minute and she kind of called me up. She was like, well, would you be able to come around and do this shoot? And I was like, yeah, of course, yeah. I was like, okay, well, she was like, this is the budget. And I was like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you're, you're gonna pay me this to come and shoot photos. Yeah. I was like, yeah, like heck yeah. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I was like, ah, do you know what? I still was probably nowhere near the level I yeah. should have been to do it. Yeah. But, an opportunity arises and you, you go for it. You, you, if you of course you do. You are, yeah. you, you, I suppose you're at that point where you have a decision to make, don't you? You either go, yeah. I can walk through this door and I'm going to go for it and seize it, or you go, shit, I'm not, I'm not ready yet. Yeah, 100%. You, know, you I go think in there and you, you kind of, yeah, you kind of, you're going to go in there with the best of intentions that you're going to go in there and do the very best job you can do um, to the level that you are at at that point. How did you feel on that job? Can you still remember it? Were you, yeah, what? yeah, I turned up. This was at um, a place called Mercedes-Benz World in Brooklyn. Um, yeah. And I turned up and it was with Sir Sterling Moss and Lewis Hamilton and Toto <laughs> And it was the first shoot. And As you do. <laughs> Sterling Moss arrived and then Lewis and Toto flew in by helicopter. And it was at that point I was like, can I swear on this? No. I was like, <laughs> you I was, can swear. I was like, oh, shit, I'm out of my depth here. Yeah. I was like, oh, I didn't know someone would be getting helicoptered in for this. Um, it's Toto. <laughs> and then, yeah, they arrived and it was, okay, it was kind of pre kind of what 
Lewis is now, I guess, mm. but he was still kind of like, he was the up, up yeah, big deal, yeah. So Sterling Moss, and it was, um, yeah, it was it was a very kind of straightforward kind of meet and greet and press day with them, and kind of shot everything there. And as is still the situation now, I just kind of I, I happen to meet the right people on the shoot, and you're just nice. You have a conversation, talk to people. And fortunately for me, a couple of people I was chatting to were kind of like the events director and the marketing director for Mercedes UK. Um, got them really well. Didn't talk to them about photography, didn't talk to them about cars, just chatted to them. Yeah. Just be nice and be polite. And if nothing, it's going to make your day more interesting. You might mm. make kind of friendships Absolutely. out of it. Yeah. And best case scenario, you get a connection. Uh, and that went really well. And then they kind of took me on from there. And I kind of then picked up all their event work and sponsorship work. And piece by piece, they were like, okay, can you... Do you know how to shoot golf? I was like, oh yeah, I can shoot golf. <laughs> yeah, of course you can. Yeah. <laughs> Never shot golf. Yeah, because uh, they, they sponsor lots of events, yeah, so I've yeah. been kind of farmed around for this stuff. And it's like, can you shoot tennis? Oh yeah, I can definitely <laughs> shoot. T- no, I've never shot tennis before. Um, and then slowly picked up all these bits and pieces, and that, that's kind of how it rolled from there. And the Mercedes door kind of opened, and that was probably the big break. But yeah, it's all thanks to this friend of mine, Madeleine, that kind of opened that door for that. Really, that's incredible. I, 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 I mean, I suppose you could. A lot of people would listen to that and go, oh, you, did, you were lucky. But again, we've talked yeah. about it before. You, you make your own lockdown in yeah, this industry. Really do. Um, Constantly saying yes, putting yourself in um, in situations that you don't know the result in some ways, but you, <laughs> yeah. you're confident enough that you say yes and and go for it. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and it's kind of delivering what you know you can. Don't go in there and overpromise. If, mm-hmm. if, if you if you can't do something, don't tell them you can because you're going to get caught out and yeah. you, you'll be remembered for that. So kind of like know what you can deliver and the mm-hmm. level you're at and go in there and do that. And that's probably number one. But number the most important part of that is just be nice to people. Yeah. Don't be that photographer yeah. or filmer or producer on that shoot that goes in and thinks they're above demand. It's, above it sounds absolutely yeah. mad, doesn't it, that we have to say that. But it, yeah. it's something that gets talked about in our industry quite a lot. And I can still remember going to like workshops seven, eight years ago and people going, just don't be a dick. Yeah. You know, so and, it, and it's it's um, it's mad that people have to say don't be like that because yeah. there are people that are like it. Yeah, yeah. you're going to have a better day yourself. If yeah, nothing else, it's going to yeah, you make some and, friends. And also, as well, like you know, if you if you are just nice and you engage with people and you start conversation, people just remember you. Yeah, and yeah, and 100%. you know, when those jobs come up and they you're the first person they think about. Yeah, um, so that so that was kind of like the general kind of start to that, and then from there, I then started getting hired by a sports agency in London which at the time the marketing director is now by my business partner and he was rent- renting me in. <laughs> That's definitely a okay. <laughs> He was hiring me in uh, to do the photography and he was filming at the time and then after a while we kind of decided actually he's kind of above the level he should be a marketing director. He was filming and doing a really good job of that and mm-hmm. his photography yeah. was beautiful. So then we peeled away from that and then set up eight seconds our own agency. Um, and then that's kind of how that started and we met a load of photographers and filmers and editors along the way and we just started to pull this group on the side and then that kind of again don't say organically grow but yeah yeah, yeah that just evolved yeah, yeah, yeah. That evolved into kind of where we are today just to slightly rewind just a, a little bit just to the um the the kind of the photography community that you're in when you go when you go into these events i think just from the outside looking in uh, and correct me if i'm wrong here there's this idea or this understanding that that people in that industry or photographers in that industry are a lot more kind of um what's the word kind of like better <laughs> no 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 um they're more they're, they're not as kind of um uh, open and sharing mm. to work um I, I, I don't know i'm talking yeah. about our industry one the one thing that surprised me most about our industry that we're in is how inclusive and how supportive yeah. and constantly ne- referring the network- each other the networking side of our industry is yeah. incredible and i think that's what a lot of people are always surprised about when they get into it 
but when I look at the sports photography world, I almost think, does that exist in that industry or or, or does it not? Like mm. to to an extent. I mean, you end up like forming your own circles within mm. these industries. Um, within the F one world, it's obviously very different because you'll have like different team photographers that kind yeah. of shoot very independently of one another. Then you'll have like the Getty and stock photography that kind of work independently of that. Um, but I mean, if there's suddenly nice light on corner two and you're there you might not be getting a text straight away yeah um, you might be hunting it out but then the flip side then there's also a whole host of absolutely lovely people that are more than welcome to kind of help you along the way and open doors and but it, you do form these little circles of groups of you and everyone helps yeah. each other out but I, I wouldn't say it's probably to the level you would have within like a wedding industry where yeah. it's like everyone passes I'm just I, I suppose I'm just going off I'm just going off things that you might just see on tv like mm-hmm. there's a real kind of hustle or a scrap almost for that shot and hate it hate it yeah yeah <laughs> like yeah you'll see kind of i posted something early in the week this photo of george russell yeah incredible and Sent to igor again i can't can't believe we've got this guy coming on his work's yeah. incredible so I we're gonna we we're counted, gonna share that to our i think we're gonna we share counted there um like 20 photographers trying to get this one shot right. and everyone's about half a meter away yeah. this poor guy who's just about to start a race from like pole position for the first ever time and he's trying to get in the zone and everyone's just here like this and I, don't, I always like kind of have a little rule to myself that if, if there's a load of photographers pointing one way, point your camera the other way because you're going to shoot the same stuff. Yeah. And that's the only reason that shot kind of works like that is because oh, I may as well frame all these guys and show what's going on and actually give yeah. context. Yeah. Every camera in there is pointing directly at George and it will be a shot of him with the crowd behind. And actually the interesting part that's giving a bit more of a narrative is actually all of a sudden the tables have turned somewhat to that race and all the cameras on George rather than Lewis for that race. Mm. And so I wanted to try and depict a slight narrative within yeah. the image by doing this. Um, but yeah, if, if everyone's, yeah, there is always a scrum for these sort of shots and I hate it. So if they're always there, yeah. piss them off and stand it's, on the other side and shoot back and feature yeah. them on. So it's, it's on. elbows out and just, and like, I suppose like you say, just looking for a different perspective and a different angle on it. And yeah. just trying to, trying to create something that's, I, I love that. I love what you just said about if everyone's pointing the camera in that direction, point it the way. That's yeah. brilliant. Yeah, there's, there's there's no need in shooting the same image that these other twenty guys and girls are going to shoot. Yeah. yeah. When you were um, when you were at school, did you ever kind of envisage, or did you ever think that you would be going to these sporting events and documenting people like Lewis and these sports stars? No, no, no idea at all. No kind of no vision of it happening. And it's strange because actually, in the area where I grew up, is a big motorsport area. It's near Silverstone and kind of Mercedes HQs down the road and Red Bulls there and Aston's there. Everyone's there. Um, so actually a bunch of my friends also work in the industry so it's quite strange now we'll go off to like races or events and like some of my closest mates are in the garage working on the cars and stuff and it's it's quite surreal to look back no, to school imagine. when we were being idiots or drinking beers in a park or something they're actually like how's this ended up how have we ended up here and yeah. we're now actually yeah somewhere along the line and it's yeah no I, I could never have seen it coming or, or kind of I'm not really good at planning for stuff for the future but it was never never a route I kind of aimed for toward or thought it would happen so yeah very, again, very fortunate, yeah. So. Hey, honey. Hi. <laughs> so, I heard that you love Studio Ninja. Where so, who told you that? <laughs> some, Where have you got that from? Some lovely bird. So, I mean, Studio Ninja sponsor this podcast at the moment. And yeah. I think we both said at the very beginning, before we'd even recorded, like, the very first episode, mm-hmm. I remember us having a conversation around, if we are going to get sponsors on board... I don't want to just get sponsors on board that just anybody. I mean, obviously, yeah. it'd be great if people gave us money, but that's not what we're doing. We yeah, want to bring sponsors to the podcast that we think our audience are going to benefit from. Yeah, and especially and, when it's things that we use. Yeah, well, I mean, I use. Yeah, in this case. We're sort of setting you up at the moment, aren't we, yeah. Studio Ninja? So I thought it'd be really good today to just talk about, for me, like the three key features 
of Studio Ninja mm-hmm. um, that are absolutely pivotal for me, like running an efficient business. Yeah. Should we, should we fire them out? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the first one is calendar, sy- calendar syncing. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I mean by this is when an inquiry comes in through the contact form on my website, which is created within Studio Ninja, as soon as a, a couple or a client fill out that contact form, it comes through to Studio Ninja, it populates into my calendar. So like I know magic. in my phone, I've got it already in my calendar that so-and-so's wedding is on this date. Mm-hmm. And I can see whether it's clashing with anybody or not. It's just there. I've got their yeah. names. I've got their email address. I've got their venue. It's in there. It doesn't it's go anywhere. It's all populated. So it's all populated straight off the bat. That is the very first thing that I think. So I don't I don't have to manually input yeah. any data. That's really good. Um, the second one is invoicing automation. So I used to be a I used to be so bad at this. Like I used to have to like build invoices, send them, which isn't such a bad task. It's remembering to build the invoices yeah. and to send them. It's like oh oh damn it I forgot yeah. and it's like I should have sent that six weeks ago. Yeah, or it's that the first or it's the fifteenth. That's usually so, when I send mine. Yeah, so Studio Ninja it takes a, you know it takes a little bit of time at the beginning just to set up, but once you've got it set up, it's all automated. So I send an invoice if they decide to book, and the system knows that from the shoot date six weeks out it's going to send them their remaining balance yeah. invoice and it's all in a portal all accessible to the client at all times they can see the backs details in there nobody asks me for backs details anymore because it's when they there. click on the invoice and say pay by backs it just brings up all of the data yeah. so everything's already in there and it's all fully automated for international weddings it'll send them a 700 pound invoice six months out from the wedding and that comes off their total balance oh. you know so it, it's really configurable yeah and it once you've set it up that's it job done it's you done. never have to do it again mm-hmm. um and then the final one which i don't think many people that use studio ninja would say this is like a key feature but for me i think it's it's incredible it's just the ability to build a questionnaire for your couples or your clients so for me i i have i, I filled out this questionnaire or i've created this questionnaire that asks for their names their instagram handles the times, the locations, the contact names and numbers that I might need, you know, supplier accounts, you know, and it just sends them that questionnaire yeah. with the final invoice. It comes through to my email account when they finish it, and it also goes through to the app on the phone. It's really good. So I'll just print a copy organized. out. Yeah, I'm just organized. And again, once you've gone through that setup process, it's done. Mm. Easy peasy. And that's the, they're, the, they're the three main ones for me. There's a few others that we could talk about yeah. at the time, but that's it. So and how they, can people get them? So you just go to Studio Ninja and the discount code, another idea, gets them 50% off their first year's subscription. There we go. So you get a month free anyway, and then the discount code, another idea, gets 50% off their first annual subscription. Go get it, Studio Ninja. Go check it out, guys. So there is this outrageous image that you have taken of Lewis Hamilton, Jordan, David Beckham, Tom Brady all together. Michael Jordan. Yes. <laughs> How exactly. have I not seen this photo? Yeah, it's on Insta. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. How gonna, how did that check. happen? And is there a yeah. story behind that? On on what Insta is it on? On mine, I actually posted it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go to Finn's, you'll see it. Okay. Um, so yeah, that was at Miami Grand Prix this year. Um, which was kind of a bit of a celebrity circus mm-hmm. of everyone being there. Um Oh, I have seen it. Man, that is unbelievable. I almost didn't take it in when I saw it. Right. You know, the frustrating part, that's about 15 minutes shy of also having Michelle Obama in there as well, which would have been, <laughs> which would have been the final one. Um, but yeah, can't complain really. Uh, so yeah, I was, I was out. We'd been kind of 
the cars have been out on track. We've been taking a few shots out there before the race. Uh, and then the car comes back in, they do pit practice. And as they're there, it's like, okay, Lewis is coming in and Michael Jordan's going to come in as well. And I was like, okay, cool. So I get this call to come back to the garage. Go back in. And it's quite nice because they have a moment at the back of the garage. There's a few other images either side. And when they're in there, you can't, unless you're a team photographer, you can't go in. You can't be in there. So actually, it's quite a protected space. Mm-hmm. And actually, it's really nice. Everyone That's they, nice that they actually get guard there. down. Yeah. They have these very normal normal conversations. conversations and you can just be a fly on the wall and they know actually if there's any strange images and they don't look good they're never going to go out so it's kind of yeah it's, it's a really nice open space so they so then lewis and michael jordan are kind of having this chat really normal chat and i'm just like well, this is strange uh shooting photos then he like lewis said oh look, let's go out and let's watch pit practice so they're out there um the guys are kind of wheeling the car in swapping the wheels over and then next thing like just from out the back of the garage Tom Brady just like rolls through um, and we'd done some work with him earlier in the week uh, so it was quite nice that him and Lewis kind of know each other pretty well and I'm assuming him and Michael Jordan at some point have crossed over so then the three of them are there having this chat and I'm like well this is this is really bizarre royalty like, yeah and again it's quite nice because there's only like a couple of us who are shooting this there's not this sea of kind of stock photographers yeah that, that scrum isn't there for, it's for not this there. shot no no so there's no one else shooting this it's me and Lewis's own personal photographer who are just snapping away and then just to make the situation even more bizarre from nowhere, like I'm just like looking at the shot, I'm like, that's David Beckham. <laughs> kind of it like, almost sounds like you're just making making uh, this up, but yeah. I've just seen the photo yeah. and I'm like, wow. It, it was so odd. And then he walks through and then the four, it was amazing. The four of them there are just having this chat and talking away and yeah, I'm just snapping photos. Um, what were you thinking of this? Like in my head, I'm like, what, what, what would go through my mind at that time? Because it's literally royalty for F1, yeah. American football, yeah. football, Basketball, literally. Yeah, it's un- unbelievable. <laughs> it's quite surreal, but you know, I'm sure like the same for you guys, when you get into like, I guess like a first kiss or something, like, right, this is it, need to get this, you yeah. can't miss this shot. Yeah. You just kind of go into kind of autopilot, autopilot and yeah. you're just shooting. So I'm just shooting away. And then they start to kind of, the moment's kind of ending, they're starting to peel off and I'm like, well, I have to actually take a shot and frame mm-hmm. this properly. Yeah. So kind of like, guys, before you go, can we just get a quick photo? And I hate, I hate <laughs> yeah. to be the guy. But you kind of, everybody look at me. To first of all, orchestrate it and then be like, okay, eyes on this camera, eyes on this camera. But I've realized at times you, you need to do that to mm-hmm. get it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there was only me and Timmy. Um, Did you say cheese? Oh, I, I, like, I was pained and I was like, okay, eyes on this. Everyone it, say it's, cheese. It's, it was one of those where you like snap it and it's done and then everyone disperses off. Yeah. And you're like, cool, that's pretty amazing moment. And then immediately then David Beckham's manager was there and she's there and she was like, oh, can we can we use the shot? So this goes back to like the speed of kind of handing stuff over. Mm-hmm. So it was immediately card out into the phone, edit it, airdrop over to her. And then you kind of, at that point, you're just trying so, to rapidly so do stuff. In, in the moment there, on that spot, you are... You're editing. You're yes. editing on your phone. Yeah within what sort of a minute two minutes I'm just trying uh, yeah, to give like she, a she's kind got, of well, once that shot's been I've taken, got this idea that she's just over your shoulder going I want that image now give it me that <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah dropping skin it. tones are off Alex yeah. <laughs> wait wait so yeah you, you're immediately on there Lightroom Mobile editing away get it airdrop it to her so within about two minutes of it happening she's got it thought it might be held on to and they're like, they immediately post it and use it and I'm like oh god and you always look back at these things you've edited on a phone and be like that's not quite right or that's not quite right mm-hmm. I would have cleaned that up a bit but urgency and kind of speed of the moment yeah they yeah. want this stuff um and then yeah it kind of went did they credit you no of course not no 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 it doesn't bother me actually it did at first that no one would like put credits but i'm 
the image itself is kind of credit. Yeah. I, I know that I took that. So yeah. It doesn't bother me that it's not got a tag on the bottom or anything like that. I, I know that I've taken that photo and it's mine. So, yeah, that's that's enough for me with these situations. Yeah. Photographers can get quite precious, can't they? About yeah, images very, much images, so. but very much so. I kind of said that as a, like, to, to goad you a little bit. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I think, you know, you're, you're busy and you're doing well and your work's good. I think, you mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you just let stuff like that go, don't you? Yeah. It would be different if I wasn't in a paid environment, I think. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, that's I, it. I'm there effectively from not being employed by those four guys. That's what nice it would be. Um, but I'm there on behalf of Mercedes and working for Mercedes at that point. So it's it's promotion for them. It's promotion mm-hmm. for Lewis if he needs it um, to get that image out and for it to be used. So yeah, I'm, I'm fully aware that I'm working under someone else's kind of umbrella at that point. And yeah. They own the rights to that image. Well, they don't, but... That's going to take some beat, some beating, isn't it? Yeah, of like really. People that are going to come and sit on this and chat to us on this podcast. It's, yeah, it's, so it's, it's incredible. Who have you photographed? Yeah. <laughs> ah, yeah. But you know what? You spend so long like shooting moments that you can't script, and yeah. then it's yeah. like a photo of effectively four people stood next to each other. Yeah, of course mm. it is. Yeah, yeah. And it's just yeah. it's got names attached. You've to gone it. from yeah, you've gone from talking to us like in the first episode, first part of this part about yeah, if there's nice light on corner two, you're yeah. you're off and oh, you're looking for it. You've got no to, to just taking a basically a portrait of four four guys exactly, exactly, <laughs> in a yeah. pit lane and, and one yeah. one's going to get way more traction than the other yeah and yeah and it's not like i'd be like oh god i love that photo look at the light and look how that's framed yeah it's like, okay it's cool because of the context it was yeah it's yeah kind of, you had different ways of looking at these things you mentioned something uh in terms of the speed in terms of like the deliverables that they you did for that specific image but um in general mm-hmm. when you sort of like doing those those kind of jobs is is speed something that really goes into it? Is it quite fast that you have to deliver it? Or? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> yeah, it's brutal. Um, and, and also yeah. just add to that as well, like, how's that changed over the... Because over the, that's only kind of a recent thing, isn't it, in mm-hmm. the industry? It's like the last couple of years. Yeah. Is that Lightroom's moved to yeah, mobile move, versions? Moved to mobile and just like that need and necessity for immediate kind of content or imagery yeah. um, for a client. They, they want to post this stuff first and they want their image, images to be used first. And if I'm there to capture those images and deliver them, I'm the one that should be supplying those to them. Um, so yeah, so in that sense, on a kind of a, a race weekend or an event or something, yeah, you'd I'd shoot, edit and deliver everything live on the day. Um, I'll go back and revisit some stuff for my own sanity afterwards yeah. and like retouch stuff that I really want to. but. Yeah, there'll be kind of 200, 250 images delivered per day whilst you're also shooting. So a huge part of this is time management of working out when you can take a section out from the day to go and jump on a computer for half an hour, quickly edit everything, chuck everything um, through, get it uploaded and get it sent over. But at the same time, you don't always have time for that. So a vast amount of this stuff is also edited on your phone. So with Lightroom Synced, I'll have like a set few presets that I know will work for... A, the driver's skin tones that work really well in a few different lights, whether it's like a bright day or a kind of flat, flattish day. Um, but also, you can't mess around with colors too much because there's branding all over yeah. cars, mm. over their suits, over everything. If you're suddenly playing around with the reds and there's a Tommy Hilfiger <laughs> logo that's got no red in it, that suddenly it's orange. They're not going to be happy about that and it's not going to be used. So you need to be a bit careful with that. But at the same time, you want to stylize it and give it your own look. Um, so yeah, so that, that workflow would essentially be shoot, run to a computer, dump everything on there, photo mechanic selects quick, 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 as fast as you can <laughs> rattle through this stuff. I can see it already. Yeah. <laughs> You're there sort yeah. of like, yeah. da, 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 yes, no, 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 yeah. no. And there's something happening something over there. Happening. Let's go. Run oh. out again. Normally, as soon as you've sat down, you're getting a message saying, this is going to happen. You're like, oh, <laughs> shit. Right. Okay. Go through that. Feed everything into Lightroom. 
quickly edit everything with these no, set. No time to sit down and have a flat white with oat milk and scroll <laughs> through Instagram, is there? <laughs> it'd be lovely. It'd be lovely. This is it? nice today. This yeah. is nice. It'd be lovely. Um, then that gets uploaded onto a few different kind of portals, an internal one that Mercedes control. Uh, another one that I'll have that will go out to the social team that will be on site and a team back in the UK so they can have access to all this stuff. And then I also always have then another one as my own backup as a cloud based on there as well. Um, just for my own sanity to know it's if both of theirs go or something happens I've also got these everything's on desktop and saved anyway but that's how it goes there mm-hmm. and then yeah it's a very similar process to if I'm doing it on my phone as well apart from we get rid of photo mechanic and I just USB dongle into the bottom of the phone the card goes in I've tried so many different ways with like Canon Connect and Leica Photos and all these different apps that companies supply yeah they're all a bit naff don't really yeah. work they kind of work one in ten and it that time you want it to work it was never going to work so don't go into the bottom of the phone bring it up choose your selects quickly edit on the phone especially when you're under like in a pressure situation it needs to be reliable doesn't it you know even just like I'm thinking of like when I've been on family holidays you know like trying to get the food you want to connect to the app on the phone like it just just loses it after about 30 seconds you know I can't it's just not practical sometimes you need that that hard connection so yeah it's, it's, it's very fast workflow in those environments but then there's a flip side where if we're on a commercial shoot or doing something it all slows down and you, mm. you shoot X amount per day and then you come back and you're doing your selects as you normally would so there's yeah there's two sides if you do the live stuff like that it's done you finish your race weekend and everything's done and handed over and selected and there's kind of it's very time sensitive material that's being used like if that image hasn't gone up on the Sunday then it's probably not going to be used it might be used kind of for the odd post here and there but I mean a thousand other people have sent the same photo mm-hmm. from different news agencies etc etc so your stuff needs to go over first and yeah. be used it's quite competitive yeah yeah it's, have um, you have you ever have you messed up has anything ever happened that you're like oh no this is a this is uh, i'm in a i'm in a spot of bother here yeah no not overly no a couple bits where i probably missed shots i would have liked to have got but i mean yeah such is life of these things yeah. and you, you've got such a rapid yeah and i suppose it's such a fast-paced environment as well that's just the nature of the beast isn't yeah. it i think sometimes yeah there was one but, big shot that i messed up i had and I still can't work out why it happened. I had it on a tripod for this big, very important photo and the images weren't sharp at the end of it and I still can't work out why. Um, I think it was because I was bursting whilst it was on the tripod and it must have been slightly moving the lens um, or the sensor. And yeah, the images came back and it looked fine. I wasn't tethered or anything, so I couldn't see it, and the images came back and I was like, oh, they're not sharp. Can't we do that? <laughs> and luckily found a bit of AI software to help me out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just about made it pass. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that was the only time, but it's a bit of a heart in your mouth moment. But yeah, no, touch woody. And when you when yeah. you leave these events, do you have a, do you have a, a kind of, because I, I'm just imagining that on the day, it's just, it must go by in like a blink. I kind of think of like weddings for us. Like I, I genuinely feel like I'm only there for like 10 minutes. Yeah. People go, oh, it's such a long day for you, isn't it? I'm like, I've barely noticed it. Yeah. Does it go? Does it go quickly for you? And do you have an opportunity at the end to go, wow, this is just, this is mad. I absolutely, I'm yeah. assuming it comes across that you, you're really passionate and you enjoy what you do. So yeah, it's very much a yeah, retrospective thing looking back on these things. When you're there in the moment, it's just like you, you're just going and you're shooting it and you're documenting it. But to have, again, yeah, I use the word a lot, but to have the privilege of being in this environment and being in a garage or working with these drivers or just working with the people in general is, is very lucky, and you don't it's not you take it for granted but you're there to do a job and you're there to work and then when you're shooting 
you're also subconsciously always shooting for yourself in these situations. I mean, you're you're choosing the frames. I'm choosing where I want to be. It's, it's very much my eye that's going into these shots. So you've got that selfish side to it. But it's it's always looking back on these moments on like the day after when you're like, wow, that was pretty incredible that I've just yeah. got to do that. Or you're suddenly going through the shots. And you're like, oh, wow, I did actually get to work with these people and shoot portraits in, in a controlled environment when there's about 150 other photographers yeah away from away from the the mega shot that Igor talked about is there a kind of a particular standout moment or kind of frame or just a scene that really kind of stands head and shoulders above it above all of the the rest or no no, I don't think so no I wouldn't I I don't know the whole thing as a package is is, yeah yeah, very fortunate position but no I wouldn't I wouldn't pick out one frame it would be yeah, it'd be tricky. And I uh, like different shots for different reasons. It could yeah. be a shot of a car, again, with nice light falling over it, or it could be the glint of an eye in the back of a shot, and I'm like, oh, that's great. Um, yeah, there's always the, the odd moment that you, it's very surreal when you're at that point. Um, but yeah, no, I couldn't pick. <laughs> right. No way. No way. Um, you spoke a little bit at the beginning um, about um, eight seconds. Yeah say more about it first of all the name yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a cool name yeah, it's great I, it's I good really, brand really like, love it really like the name but just talk it through really how you said it is, isn't it is it we are eight seconds or is that actually instagram is the business eight seconds it's eight seconds limited is the business yeah, yeah um it went through about 20 other iterations first before we set <laughs> i'm sure as you found with branding for this you go back and forth and back and forth yeah Oh, we were called everything until we settled on that. And we look back now and we're like, we called that at one point. I think yeah. So. <laughs> um, it's like a band name though, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, eight seconds, the name itself, <laughs> it would be vastly different now, but at the time was, that was a period of time you had to capture someone's attention with online media. So you had an eight second window to grab someone. And if you haven't gotten in the eight seconds, then they're gone. I'm sure now it's probably like 0.2 seconds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the fact that a lot of content online isn't even eight seconds long now is probably a sign of the times as well. Um, so that's how it started. We went through kind of all different names. Um, but yeah, with Hugo and Business Partner, we just kind of, we'd always worked with other videographers and photographers and we were just like, look, we need to actually get all these people together. This is a group of really nice, good, talented people. We should be all be kind of pulling our skills. And if nothing else, we'd, you, it can be a pretty lonesome job if you're just a photographer or filmer yeah, out there yeah. all day. At yeah. least. And you can chat about stuff, talk about frames, talk about what you're looking at. Oh, the lights can be nice here. Should we go shoot this or discuss all these things? And actually use each other or one another as a sounding board when you're out there um so yeah we started just kind of working for fairly smallish brands and it's slowly grown and grown and grown and we're now kind of at a quite a fairly decent and commercial it's level. not fairly decent yeah. in, in terms of clients that you guys yeah. have it's yeah. it's absolutely ridiculous just name drop a few go yeah. on oh, no. <laughs> we, we allow you to, to do yeah. it yeah no i mean well yeah just at the moment having like national geographic Mercedes doing a load of stuff for them and Summers international campaigns Mercedes international campaigns on their kind of both sides of that um, Hugo business partners pushing a load of stuff we shot kind of like Umbro kit launches Lions Land Rover Lexus yeah there's, there's, yeah, there's a, a few of- there's a few there yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you win um, I just love you I love your approach and you, you like just how you've talked there about just bringing people together and that kind of yeah. you know that collaboration between those yeah you know those that 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 talent of of people and like just being able to bring them all together and mm. to all be able to kind of you know benefit yeah i mean work. you work to people's strengths and you use people's yeah. strengths there's, there's people yeah. out there who will be far better at shooting portraits than i will working in mm-hmm. a studio they'll be 
a videographer that will see something completely differently mm-hmm. on set to how Hugo or myself would look at stuff. And we and we use these guys and same with editing. And it's 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 kind of again, it's very subjective, this whole world, but you, you get to know someone and how they work and their workflow and their style and with that you can kind of pair these people up with with set clients and projects, you know that and then with repeat business they get to trust that look and that style and whether mm. it's a colorist or a sound designer it's um it allows us to then kind of roll that out to multiple other projects for said people it's refreshing to hear isn't it yeah because i think we've talked before about how like people are like can be especially in our industries can be you know you're self-employed can be quite controlling and like very like precious no you, yeah precious yeah like i do it best so i'm going to do all of it yeah and actually you know to hear you say well, there's people that are doing these little parts of the jobs that do it way better than I would ever do it. So I'm going to, you know, bring them all together. It's yeah, just it's, a, I mean, yeah, we'll often go on set and I, I, won't, I won't have a camera. I'll be on there either producing or just kind of working alongside these people and you leave people to it. I mean, they're far better at what they do than, than you and myself can do. So we go on there and just kind of keep an eye on stuff and let it tick over. And that's the beauty of also having, say, you've got a team of videographers. Everyone's going to have a slightly different look on how they're yeah. doing. So mm. it's, it's all good DOPing and looking over people's shoulders at people's frames and stuff. Oh, how about you try this? And it's always an open platform with everyone. I mean, we always try and keep it that way, that if someone feels something else is better or stronger than the storyboard we've got, say it and shoot it. I mean, we, we want people to use their own kind of talent, and that's why they're there in the first place. Um, and that kind of rolls the whole way through again with editing, colorist, sound. Everyone has their own kind of approach to how they want to do it. And you... You trust people, and that's why it's kind of all in one place. <laughs> I, I think I find it a fascinating world, really, because you you have you would have to juggle. In my mind, I think you would have to juggle so much, not just simply from the creative point of view, but from a sort of like budget point of view, and sending people out here and there. It, it's just so much. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, yeah, it can be. Yeah. Fairly stressful at times. Yeah, I mean, we've just finished a project for Six Nations where we had a, we we're kind of covering every country actually, apart from Ireland, who couldn't be involved. But we we're having teams drop off to different places, and all of a sudden having to get translators in place to go over, working logistics for teams to drop over and shoot and film these interviews and these piece to cameras and all the stills and stuff. But when it comes together at the end, and you kind of see this end product, you kind of realise the hard work yeah. pays yeah. off, and it, it's nice, and you're kind of you're proud of what's been created and. I'd say you forget about the stress, but you don't. <laughs> it makes it, it yeah. makes it more kind of yeah understandable, and actually yeah, you you kind of slip that to one side, and yeah, thank God like all the stresses of kind of COVID and that has kind yeah. of disappeared, so we don't have to worry about testing and all this sort of stuff now on set. Do you, have you always had that kind of approach, or was there a point when you realised that actually you just couldn't do what do it all? Yeah, like, it, was yeah. there a bit of a tipping point, or there was a tipping point where we just kind of we probably grew a bit faster than we had planned. Um, we were picking up bigger clients and suddenly our, our editor who would be doing the the film the edit the color the sound <laughs> it was like oh, do you know what this needs to be farmed out yeah. and use different people um when a client's coming back saying oh do you know what? can we change the teals in the eighth frame and we're like calling up the editor who's now back out filming it's like okay look we need to set people to do set roles and kind of again play to everyone's strengths but yeah there was a tipping point where it suddenly just got a bit bigger than we expected it to in a much quicker time frame than we did um than we than we expected and it was yeah i suppose when you get i suppose when you get in the kind of clients that we've talked about there that you can you can kind of justify it i suppose though it's about kind of scaling and growing at the right kind of pace Mm. isn't it and yeah and knowing when that opportunity presents itself that you can you need to make that step up and to to start outsourcing those jobs you you probably wouldn't have done that right from the beginning because you might not have had the clients and the income to be able to do that but yeah, and it's, it's, it's just about doing and, it over time, isn't it? And with scaling, it's scaling budget as well. I mean, with these kind of higher end productions, there, there is budget there to use 
a good colorist to start using cine cameras to use yeah. all this stuff to mm. actually to have on set to have two or three assistants that actually if a client needs a coffee or something there's someone there to help out to go grab it if there's a talent there who, who doesn't like their sandwich that doesn't actually happen. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that kind of thing there's, yeah. there's someone there's yeah. extra hands there's extra people you often look at kind of like a, a credits role and you're like what the hell there's so many yeah. people there and then then as you get onto these sets you realize, you realize actually everyone's got a vitally important role on the day um, to be doing everything, it's 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 there. But yeah, with that, there's obviously a budget scale as well that comes into into play, which um, you need the cash to be able to pay for everyone and do all this stuff as well. And and what are the kind of the future plans for eight seconds? Where do you kind of see that business well, moving to, or is yeah. it just kind of you know, can just carry on producing? Everything's going to kind clients. of fall under that umbrella, so it won't be so much as like my own photography that will kind of go under eight seconds now, and we'd be kind of working as an agency under that. But then like our aim is always to kind of our biggest aim at the moment is to get back to doing passion projects because it's been so busy working commercial yeah. projects mm -hmm. that actually the stuff we'd love to shoot maybe has slipped to one side whereas we initially were using passion projects to pitch ideas to companies and say look it'd be great if we could go do the surfing project or the skiing project mm -hmm. and this is kind of something we've done and would you like to do this or we've done like a poetic edit would you like to do something like this and we were selling stuff that we were fully invested in so we'd kind of put our heart and soul into stuff Whereas it's been so busy, we haven't really had a chance to do yeah. to do that. So the aim is to definitely get back to doing that and have a bit more balance on there. Um, and it always comes down and boils down to human narrative and telling human stories through whatever area that might be. Um, like, yeah, the guys down in Cornwall at the moment are doing kind of a piece around mental health, um, but through kind of like surfing and the coast and like the benefits of of living in a lifestyle like that and how it can benefit you and also kind of like how these dark winter months can also affect you and kind of hinder you as well mm. um which has kind of been a passion project as well so it's it's definitely going back to kind of trying to regain a bit of time for ourselves to do it really studio ninja igor <laughs> here we go now i'm off again but I, I wanted to i just wanted to talk about one more thing because i think and i'm not here to criticize one of our sponsors but I think they're missing a trick. Ooh, shots fired. Tell yeah. us. Tell us what so you they are. It's, it claims to be designed by photographers for photographers, which mm -hmm. it is. It is designed by photographers for photographers. Yeah. So I'm not arguing that. But it's not just for photographers. That's it. So much I just more. think it's for any, anybody that's in a service-based industry. This, this piece of software is invaluable. I've had friends that are MUAs, hairstylists, florists, stylists. You know, you name it. I've had them all reach out and I've, given them sort of guidance and setting them up that have gone on to use Studio Ninja and like, this is invaluable for our business. Yeah. So um, if Studio Ninja are listening and watching this back, might want to think about who you're targeting it yeah. to because actually yeah. I yeah. think it's, I think they're missing a trick. I think Go there's a whole the market, there's a whole market out there that, you know, you don't just need to be a, ph a photographer or a videographer in the wedding industry. If you are a service-based industry and you've got clients or couples, whoever they may be, and you need to, book people in you need to send them automated emails invoices um you know the system and the software is yeah. there for for anybody to use in, in in whichever business they're they're operating in yeah get studio ninja there you go so, how so what's the discount people... code Igor? Uh -oh. you should know it by now because i've told you a few times uh, let me see let me see i wonder what I'm it could be i'm guessing i'm guessing <laughs> um i'm joking it's another idea it's that simple so if you go to studio ninja um type in that at the checkout and you'll get 50% off for the whole year and you'll get the first month free you get the first month free and then another idea gets 50% off their first annual subscription there we go there you go sorted go, go get it i just want to ask you a little bit about video and and kind of just get your take on 
you know, how video is, how you've seen it kind of evolve and change over the sort of the past sort of five, six years maybe. And I suppose that kind of ability to be able to generate and produce and turn around video in a much quicker way now digitally than probably we ever have been before. Um, I'm assuming from an F1 point of view, you don't tend to do much video, but obviously yeah. with eight seconds, you, you are. So yeah. I suppose really just to ask you, just, just loosely, how, how has video impacted yeah. what, you, what you produce at the moment? Well, I mean, it's, it's evolved massively. Video has kind of taken over, started to take over, whether you want to look at Instagram of late, which again, doesn't bother me in the slightest, but it just shows that the power of video is definitely at the forefront now. Uh, the still image from a social form maybe isn't there so much. But I mean, for me, it's always at the front there. Um, but yeah, clients want video and they want it quickly and they want it before you finish filming. <laughs> they want it 10 minutes ago, don't they? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. So yeah, no, we don't, the, the guys we work with handle stuff on site for the F1 side, but from an eight seconds point of view, yeah, it's, it's very much been, been a huge kind of tipping of the scales really from still image to moving image. Whereas we would get booked by clients to do a load of still image and a bit of video on the side. It tends to be now we'd primarily work in video and there'll be a few chances to shoot some stills and that will just back up the video content to sit alongside it. Um, whether that be for a thumbnail for videos, for marketing purposes, for kind of newsletter send outs, it will all to be promote the video to send that out. So it's been, yeah, there's been a huge change and it's very much kind of deemed more important and more powerful than the still image from a, from a marketing point of view and from a content point of view. Um, the speed is yeah essential. I think as consumers, we can all see that though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah hence, we do. We, you just you just do. You hence why Instagram video. is going the way it's going. Yeah. yeah, but that's not that's not to say that photography still isn't of of real value and importance. It still has its place. Mm -hmm. You know, a, a slight tangent. Yeah, people get moaning about this whole like Instagram thing recently about you know just want it to be a photo sharing app. It's like you can still use it as a photo sharing app. It's yeah. still incredibly powerful. Yeah. You can still get massive reach off a good image. Yeah, but video is also important and. It, but it is also how you perceive that bit with Instagram. Because mm. actually, yeah, I might do a post and it gets no traction at all. I couldn't care less. I don't, don't it doesn't bother me. I've like, mm -hmm. I'm, the reason I'm normally posting it is because I know at some point a client's probably gonna go on there, have a look at my work, uh, or I'm posting it for, for myself because I'm proud of an image that I've taken. If it reaches two people or if it reaches 200,000 people, I mean, I, I, th I think people get slightly lost in this. And I do understand it's used as a marketing platform as well. And it's very important that these are reaching people. But I think it's important that, especially kind of photographers coming into this are thinking, well, my image isn't worth anything now because I only got 15 likes. It's like, no, no, if you're proud of that image, you're proud of that image, that's a good photo. If you think that's a good photo and you're happy with it, don't wait for 20 people to like it. You should be <laughs> proud of the fact you posted that. And Come I think, I think with it, hearing it. But I think with this whole tipping of this kind of scale with video and everyone going, oh, well, I'm not getting any traction on that. Who cares, man? If, if it's good, it's good. Yeah. And be happy and be proud of your work. Don't worry that you've only had a couple of people and someone's cat like it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I think it's about stopping about stopping to think about what people think, isn't it? Yeah. Just let go of that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, sorry, that's gone off the video bits. Like, no, it's good. Um, yeah, this is what we're about. I've, like I've got, got a bit of a love-hate with social, so it's, um, yeah, <laughs> it goes on that. But it's uh, yeah, video video is taking a lot more power, and we we've really noticed clients wanting it as their kind of priority for any project, really. And then I'm the guy behind the scenes with the camera taking the photos. <laughs> Do you mind if I get a few shots I've got a camera. Do you mind? <laughs> I'm still here, guys. I can take a few snaps. Yeah. So yeah, I think I like for, from our side. Yeah, there's been a big tipping of the scales before the whole Instagram thing, anyway. So that was always on the cards. Um, but yeah, speed is speed is imperative. That edits are either wrapped up on the day for this stuff, or the post, or the next day. Stuffs out quickly, really quickly. Yeah. 
on a tangent, mm-hmm. doing some research, I found some videos of you. Um, literally, you, di- you were digging deep. Oh, I, I got it. I got it. Are dude. you digging deep? I, like <laughs> I, don't know where, I don't know where this is going to go. Now. <laughs> just wait. Just wait. I, yeah. I'm worried about f- future guests are going to be yeah. like, I ain't, I ain't coming on because Igor. God, he delves into this the is my job. Yeah, yeah. Igor was phoning my nan last week, asking about <laughs> what I was like at school. What's your family history and everything yeah. else? But no. Um, I found some YouTube videos of you <laughs> <laughs> straight away. skiing, skydiving, yeah. and yeah. man, how, how do you yeah. even, in terms of skydiving, how did you even sort of like get into that world? But mm-hmm. seeing it, because this was literally like, what, 10 years ago, some of the videos, yeah. 11 years ago, but seeing your work today, it makes mm-hmm. perfect sense in terms of some of the images that you're getting, but yeah. just tell me about that journey. Yeah, well, the idea was always to be a <laughs> be an athlete, and I was pretty crap at this stuff, though. That was never <laughs> going to happen, um, but I enjoyed it all the same. So, yeah, the skiing, I'd always skied and kind of spent a lot of time in the Alps and kind of loved being in the mountains, and, like, again, we, we go back to capturing light. I mean, there's no better place than in the mountains covered with snow with yeah. weather changing every two minutes, and you could be at the top of a peak waiting for hours for that glimmer of light before a skier or snowboarder is going to drop in and you're like, okay, just yeah, can we just two minutes? I think there's a break <laughs> coming in the clouds. Wow. Um, and again, yeah, it's always chasing light there and waiting for stuff. And then the skydiving started with, um, yeah, a good friend of mine. Uh, a while back, we'd be, we'd watch these videos of people kind of like base jumping and skydiving. We're like, oh, we've got to do it, we've got to do it. And never got around to doing anything. And then one day he just came and he was like, I've booked onto a course, we're going to learn to skydive. And I was like, oh God, I've got to do it now. Um, and then, yeah, we started doing it. We started jumping together and then that slowly evolved into from that into flying wingsuits and then shooting photos doing it. So I'd have like a, a camera mounted on my helmet and you look pretty special. You've got a camera on top and that's triggered with a cable going from the camera through the helmet into your mouth and you're biting to take the photo <laughs> wow and it's got you've got a an eyesight which is kind of lined up with your viewfinder on top and it has a cross in the middle so as that moves you know exactly where it's lining up with That's so you're, you're trying to frame this shot whilst flying behind these people whilst <laughs> like some oddball just <laughs> chewing away um, whilst you're falling through the air as well <laughs> yeah yeah and you're on like comms with the other guys so someone's talking in this here you're flying after someone taking photos and this yeah, that evolved into that and i mean i'm pretty useless at it there's this amazing kind of skydive photographers out there you have to be a very very good skydiver and wingsuiter and a very good photographer and then combine the two um i think my skills probably lie a bit more in the photography world than in the skydiving <laughs> and wingsuiting world but it's um yeah it's an amazing it's an amazing passion it's, it's it's really hard do you still do it today yeah yeah jump jump a lot yeah yeah i mean probably done 800 odd skydives and wow incredible that, such a niche job isn't it i'm a skydiving <laughs> photographer yeah and it's probably brilliant yeah that 400 odd of actually yeah probably about 400 wingsuit jumps in there as well right. um so yeah, it's it's good fun. I remember I was above Sam one day. He was shooting a wedding. At, were you at A? Yeah, God, yeah, I forgot about that. Was that A? Yeah, I think yeah, yeah, down in Oxfordshire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he'd put up a photo, and I was I'd literally been <laughs> di- <laughs> I see you. directly above him, about twelve thousand feet yeah. up, shooting photos God, yeah, just in the that. two different about worlds. Two years ago. We were just yeah split apart there. Um, but yeah, that was always like I always wanted to be kind of like an action sports photographer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty limited ground and kind of 
financial avenues you can go down unless you're at the very very top of that game yeah um and but it's something i love doing as a passion yeah. so i still kind of shoot to this day and i'll shoot all that stuff and whether there's a client at the end of it or not mm-hmm. i'll still be out there taking photos and and kind of pursuing that side of stuff i think well. that's one of my really big takeaways already before we get to wherever we're going to go with the conversation is that that seems to lie right at the core of what you're about is like shooting for your passion like yeah. you deeply care and love like the image yeah 100%. and it doesn't matter you know whether you're being paid for it whether you're going to get reach from it whether you're going to get recognition from it it doesn't yeah. matter like yeah. you do it because you love it you care about it you're passionate about it and everything else then just falls into place yeah. around that yeah i think you, i think you can see that in an image no like you can see that yeah, in a yeah photo. Oh, you photo. totally can it's like the old cliche isn't it that the lens looks both ways but it's like you can see someone in an image when they've, they've invested like either their heart, their time or their passion into yeah. that. Like your wedding work, you can see that. Hopefully in my stuff you can see that. And yeah, and if I'm to go back and no one else sees that photo and it's just me and I, I know kind of what I've put into that and if it works, it works. And if it's captured that moment that I've somehow envisioned, yeah, I'm very happy and proud of kind of what comes of it. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of rubbish stuff as well, but yeah, when <laughs> the stuff works, it works. We don't, we don't tell people about that stuff. Just, uh, <laughs> keep quiet, mate. But even just to go like full circle to like when we were talking about the you know the the mega star of superstar image with those those yeah. guys, yeah, like it's just a straightforward portrait of four superstars. But actually, like I could tell when I look at that photo, like that they're engaging with you and that you know your personality is reflected in that image as well. Like you've yeah. you've given them the space to feel like they can look at you and and, and they're all smiling. That's what really comes across for me. You have to be comfortable, don't you? Or yeah, they, yeah. The client or whoever's there, the talent, whoever it is, or, or like your wedding guest has to be comfortable in front of you. Yeah. And that's the same with like, not just for your image, but for all, all your work. If people aren't comfortable and they're not happy with who you are and what you're doing, then they're not going to use you. And someone's yeah. not going to be happy and comfortable in front of your lens, certainly if, if they don't feel like they're in like a, a safe space or a comfortable mm-hmm. space to be yeah. themselves. Um, yeah, it's the most important. I mean, that's kind of what we've done here as well, haven't we? we, when, we when we set up the podcast was like kind of, we talked about it earlier about when we first began it was almost like do we do these on zoom do we kind of you know we're going to be able to get people up here but uh, but actually within that the first two or three two episodes, or three we're episodes like, no, yeah. this, this needs to stay as people come and visit us because the the conversation different and yeah. we want people to come up here and go yeah, I feel really comfortable here chatting to yeah. you guys and it's human interaction isn't it yeah, yeah. being able to look you yeah. in the eye and yeah, yeah, yeah befriend yeah. and to read yeah. you like you yeah. know you said about doing yeah. a podcast over the telephone the other week or yeah. whenever it was yeah. and yeah, it yeah, just the conversation yeah. is going to be very different isn't it when you yeah. can't engage with that person there's a really interesting book called Stolen Focus have I've you seen. read this book yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we had a previous guest who yeah. gave us a quote out of a book he'd never yeah. read yeah, yeah. actually just to, just to say thank yeah. you to Tony has actually sent us those books yeah he actually to, sent us the book that you referenced yeah, yeah so yeah no but it's like yeah I implore people to read it or listen to it, it so what's the book just re- recap that again yeah what was the book sorry Stolen Focus by Stolen Johan Hari and it's all about kind of the loss of human interaction I guess at the core of it and how it's yeah. this this kind of uh, great acceleration that we're living in that everything's faster quicker go mm. go 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 and you lose these moments where like we can do is sit down and have a conversation yeah, yeah. I, literally I can't remember the last time I sat down and have a conversation with someone for like more than like a 10 minute space because it's normally on to the next thing on to the yeah. next thing yeah and that gets taken away and you lose it but I think because of that when you do I'm get a order, chance to I'm going to order that book from a holiday yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, fa- it's fascinating. Yeah. It'll make you <laughs> reevaluate certain stuff. Your social come media accounts will be come gone. Come back change, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah Igor deleted everything. <laughs> yeah, this will never see the light of day. <laughs> Cameras will be gone. But I mean, we're all we're all victims of it. Like, um, I think we all know we're victims. Yeah, of it. yeah, of course. And, um, 
but there's a lot of subconscious stuff that's happening that's mm. pretty fascinating as well so yeah it's um yeah it's a pretty interesting one but the human interaction i think is imperative for for our work to kind of be kind of in any way kind of digestible it, it, that has to be there yeah yeah it was going to be one of more questions but what are you sort of like reading or listening to at the moment well yeah that was i've just finished that um just finished before that the I can say, yeah, the subtle art of not giving a fuck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mark, um, Mark Hanson? Yeah. No, Mark. I can't actually remember the guy's name. That's, it's Mark. Uh, that's how much I didn't uh, But it's a really good <laughs> book. Manson. It's a good book, yeah, yeah. I think Manson. it could have been, yeah, yeah, been paraphrased into a slightly short book. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's yeah. <laughs> well, I've, I've read both of those. I think, yeah. they're both, I think they're both really good, actually. Yeah. yeah. That's good books. Um, listening, I listen to a whole array of stuff from brutally heavy music um the whole way through to kind of really chilled yeah. reggae stuff and yeah i mean that's probably what inspires me more than anything in my work is music like all these sounds a bit naff but yeah all the like little wording and stuff under all my social posts has always been either music i'm listening to when i've been shooting that or mm-hmm. music i'm listening to when i'm editing um and i find it has a massive kind of sway on how i approach work and what i'm doing yeah and my day evolves from waking up listening to pretty chilled music into quite brutally heavy music yeah. during the middle of the day and then we get towards the end of it and it's kind of more chilled or reggae and stuff again yeah um but yeah music is kind of yeah, a massive passion of mine yeah, yeah. on a on a side so, uh, it kind of kind of relates to it but i found your like really really old portfolio sort of thing or old video <laughs> i do apologize for <laughs> i don't know where this one's gonna go I'm, I'm really yeah. sorry and yeah. it was so refreshing to literally press play and from the get-go screamo just literally going for it whilst <laughs> whilst your images or video have been presented and i was like yeah this is refreshing oh, i'm I gonna like see this, this. i don't actually can't remember what <laughs> this stuff is uh but yeah it's yeah it's quite funny i yeah. quite like having like that heavy yeah. side to it all it's been yeah. release what about uh, what about visually where do you take your where do you take your inspiration from what kind of things do you watch on netflix or i don't watch films? A, don't watch a huge amount of screen stuff yeah i spend a lot of time either looking through a screen or looking at screens during the day so um yeah i don't watch a huge amount in the evenings i watch bits and pieces but yeah no uh, yeah photographers and photo books have a whole host at work um I kind of, I've always been like... So as soon as you came in here, you were straight to my pile of books, something yeah, on the coffee know, table. Yeah, good, good collection. Yeah, yeah that's, nice. that's good. That's good. Thank you. Um, I don't know. There's always a few I'll go back to, like Sebastian Salgado. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's literally one of my favourite photographers. His Genesis book. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I've got that for, for Christmas, probably three, four years ago. And beautiful. If you want to tell a story in an image or try and tell a complete narrative within an image, there's no one better yeah. than him, I don't think. Yeah, um, incredible. I'd love to aspire to just shoot black and white high contrast film. Yeah. I don't think I'd have many clients by the end of it. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, he'd be the main one. Yeah, there's always photo books lying around. But yeah, no, screen time, yeah, I, don't, I try and not watch a huge amount of stuff. Evenings, it's kind of, yeah, go back and maybe I'll get, I'll get suckered for this. But yeah, unless it's like Paddington, I'm not watching it. So. <laughs> <laughs> that is not what I was Good expecting you to say. Good sandwich, eh? <laughs> Can't beat it. Paddington 2 is better though, isn't it? Uh, that's debatable. <laughs> oh, okay. It's a roller coaster of a movie, but I don't know. Uh, <laughs> cheeky question. Yeah. So what do I need to do to be sponsored by Leica? <laughs> I don't shoot for them anymore. No, no. We shot for them, or they they endorsed Eight Seconds as a um, as a company for a few years. Yeah, the cameras are the most beautiful cameras you could ever use. Um, they just weren't quite right for the type of work we were doing. Yeah, you need a fast camera, and then that's how we we kind of amicably parted ways. Yeah, yeah it was the final image is incredible. Mm-hmm. But if you're trying to shoot fast and quick and track people, and now obviously with 
IAF and everything else yeah. you have. Leica has it, but it's not the same. Yeah. It's not the same. So what you're sort of shooting today on your sort of like day to day? I'll have, uh, well, yeah, I do have some Leicas as well. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, two Canon R5s would be my kind of workhorses. We're uh, Canon boys. So yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Try and nearly always use primes. Uh, there are always times when it doesn't quite allow, so I'll have like a 2870 f2 that I'll use if I'm not using those two, but it's the world's biggest lens. Um, so yeah, two R5s and a Leica Q2 would be my normal go-to. And then if kind of time allows, then I'll have an M6 analog that will have some 35mm in it as well. Um, Check you out. You're serious. Uh, I don't know, the images don't always come out like they should, but you turn up with a couple of Leicas, people think you know what you're doing, but <laughs> that tricks them from the start. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that would be my kind of general kit. I try and keep it fairly concise, but you know, it's always nice getting new kit, isn't it? Yeah. Buying extra stuff. I love that you've pretty much said no to no, thanks, but no thanks to Leica. That's yeah, great. I know. Yeah, it kind of yeah pains me somewhat. I would like to go back and go. Can we get a few more cameras? Yeah. <laughs> but no, at the time, it just what it wasn't the right tool. It's got to, for it's the, got to work for wasn't it, the it? right tool for the yeah, trade. Absolutely. Um, yeah, the images are incredible, but it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't there. So we kind of yeah. yeah. How how has the the evolution of of kit over the past sort of four or five years how has that altered your your work on the day you know i know you touched yeah. on iaf has been a kind massive. of massive i mean it's been a game changer for our industry i can't even begin to imagine how it must be massive for yeah um iaf would be the big one i mean just to track and have the speed of that tracking and now obviously with like canon's latest stuff that it can track motor vehicles it can pick up helmets within cars it, it's it's insane it makes my life incredibly easy <laughs> easier yeah easier um and then yeah there's a whole host of stuff with them but yeah the, the IAF would be would be the big one for me um weirdly over covid because I couldn't use because I would be shooting with a mask I wasn't using looking through the eye so now actually annoyingly I've ended up sticking with it and I shoot yeah, that's it. and it yeah. really annoys yeah. me that's me but I, can, <laughs> I find it easier to frame stuff now yeah. on the back of the screen yeah and then, but every now and then I realize I'm doing oh, shit put it back up <laughs> yeah. oh, this is not photography you should be looking through it's true it's yeah. true sometimes I feel like I'm cheating and, and literally like you said I don't feel like a real photographer but I think that again blame it on Instagram really just the whole idea of constantly scrolling and viewing things through a screen images through a screen yeah. and then perhaps using your phone to take images which is what we're so used to today yeah, yeah. so when you actually go to a camera in some ways you're your vision or your sort of mentality translates into that as well yeah fully. and yeah, yeah fully and yeah so it's using that and then shooting way more portrait mm -hmm. yeah. Like, yeah i love I shooting landscape i love shooting landscape but a lot of this stuff needs to be portrait so, yeah and i've kind of evolved into doing that suddenly dangling a camera like yeah, this, well, it's mar this market it's, needs yeah. isn't it yeah yeah, yeah. we're all there yeah. doing the same thing because the market dictates that you need yeah. portrait images yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm always like it's that. kind of made me fall back in love with portrait images mm -hmm. actually yeah. yeah, I think, again, yeah. I remember back to the first few weddings that I shot, there was just, yeah. everything was landscape. <laughs> I can't imagine, can you imagine going to a wedding now just shooting yeah. pure landscape? No, what, do you no guys, what do you guys shoot on at a wedding? So, uh, an R6, yeah. uh, two R6s, and yeah. then 35, 85 generally. Yeah, yeah. and Mark 4s. Um, yeah, it's 35 as wide as you go. No, I've got a 35. Yeah. yeah, for dance floor. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, you kind of touched on the point of like, I feel like we're cheating, and, and there is an element of, now it's yeah. it's almost effortless. I don't kind of see it as cheating. I, I did think of it as cheating a little bit, and I jokingly do say it's like we're cheating. But yeah, I just think it's just it's just sped up that process and just made it so much more efficient to be able to get the shot that you want to get. Yeah. And then it's just then you can just move on quicker. You can move yep. to the next scene or the next moment 
you're also getting in a that much shot, quicker way. You're getting that shot before someone can potentially feel awkward in front of that camera. You've yeah. got that mm. split second when someone's there to get a shot before they're yeah. fully kind of embracing what the situation yeah. is of, oh shit, someone's taking a photo of me. Yeah. And now that panic, oh, I feel really awkward. You can get yeah. that shot immediately and then move on. And, and you can shoot blind as well now. Like you could yeah. never, you know, there are often scenes where you know you have to react quickly and you don't even have time to check settings or mm-hmm. yeah. you're into yeah, yeah. the sun and you're just literally holding two buttons down to focus and yeah. shoot yeah. and actually you nine times out of ten the camera's got it yeah and if you're shooting yeah. super low if you're like at 1.2 or something you know it's still catching that and it's yeah. working yeah. you're going to punch in that yeah. image and the eye is, the eye is sharp yeah it's hard it's to like see that. it's hard to think about where the kit will go next like what the next sort of advanced yeah features will be yeah, it's in, that, in that technology yeah yeah, I don't know. I don't know what would actually add a benefit now. For, <laughs> I'm pretty happy where Kit is. Yeah. Um, I think we'll start seeing more processing in camera of the image, of the color and the style yeah. of an image where AI will read how you're working and how you're stylizing yeah. work after it's been shot. So you're not just having a raw or log image on your screen. It'll yeah. start to yeah. understand you and how you work and the colors you put into stuff. So actually it will start to alleviate that entire post-processing part in Lightroom. I yeah. think it will, it, will, it will end up in camera, so your images will be done and ready to go immediately from there. Yeah. Um, can we talk a bit about sort of personal family life? Is that all right? Can we yeah, sort of, of just as a little tangent, like how do you balance, you know, having having a relationship and yeah. a family around yeah. the the lifestyle that you you have, where you kind of yeah. one weekend you're in Budapest, then yeah. you fly out to America, and yeah, it's you tricky. Know, then you come in home and doing a commercial shoot for five days, and then. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's tricky, and there's a lot of balance, and there's a lot of understanding needed. Yeah, um, the years fluctuate. Like I'll have really busy months in the summer, and winter months kind of taper off a bit. So there's a bit more there. Um, but yeah, especially over kind of like the last last month was it was like I was in where did we go? Like Marrakesh, then come back straight to New York, come back, then straight off to Budapest, and come back, then straight onto a commercial. So you. It's busy. Um, my girlfriend runs a wedding venue, so she also doesn't have that nine to five. Um, she's kind of, yeah, working long hours over. You guys are busy. Stressing yeah. <laughs> stuff. Um, but the whole idea of the the agency in eight seconds is to actually kind of transition into that and actually have a bit more of a, a normal lifestyle. Um, it's great. I love traveling. But it kind of, yeah, I've, I've been doing it for a fair while now. And again, very fortunate to go to the place I am. But it's pretty nice to be at home for a, yeah, for of course a bit it is, yeah. um, I'm at home for a week or a couple of weeks now and it's like this is amazing can actually do all this stuff <laughs> I've been meaning to <laughs> you've, do you've given us you've given us your time and come up here oh, for, mate, for one day so thank you very no, much no, it's, it's, it's really appreciated no so yeah there, there is a balance and it, it can be it can be tricky at times and I find actually it's fine if you're on the same time zone when you mm-hmm. suddenly end up in the yeah. states or something and you're on completely different time zones because you can't stay in sync with someone if you're you're coming back or you're going to bed and someone's waking up and you're trying to have conversations because unbeknownst to us your brain's at different times of the day if someone's waking up they're, oh how are you doing and you're like oh, I've just done this and I've done this and yeah. whoa slow down <laughs> yeah, hold on. or vice versa so yeah it's um, yeah there's there's a balance needed to it but uh, yeah I think the, 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 the idea is to sway more into the 8 second side and, yeah. and just be have a, a slightly more normal and take a bit more of a back seat I suppose yeah. in there yeah yeah and oversee stuff and manage stuff and work alongside people yeah. um, not necessarily be on a flight every other week um, hopefully what do, you, what do you do in your downtime? Um, when you've got you know when you've got a week off you're not jumping out of planes are you well yeah yeah that'd be downtime yeah 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 yeah, wingsuiting and yeah do a lot of running a lot of swimming um a lot of photos i like shooting photos (laughs) like i was saying shoot i'll shoot film if if i'm not if i'm not working i'll shoot film slow everything down got 15 frames or, or what i'll have on that day and 
think about a frame rather than ratting off 20 photos in a second you've got 15 shots and you know, you, you you consider what's in that frame before you press yeah, that yeah, button of course you do, yeah. um so yeah, yeah I, I shoot a lot of photos in my downtime as well um but from a very different perspective uh yeah that would be it it's, it's nice to switch off and get away from it a little bit and um do you drink prosecco or champagne <laughs> <laughs> I'd drink beer. i'd be drinking a beer at that point you drink a beer at that yeah point, it pains okay. me at that point at that point of the wedding where everyone looks classy and i'm like i suppose there's a beer going isn't yeah it? yeah Just good old ipa yeah exactly yeah that's yeah. it apart from had it my car you can you might smell it, it can exploded uh, over the weekend in the heat the top blew off it so my car was full of an IPA, which I've tried to get rid of the smell. It's not the great thing you can't stick <laughs> yeah, a beer. Yeah, it actually does. <laughs> um, so no, I wouldn't go for either of those. I'd be a bit boring and go for a, go for a beer at that point. <laughs> so for anyone wanting to start out as a photographer or even as a videographer, really, um, or even as a creative visual effects, whatever, within the commercial world, really, from your experience, any sort of like tips that you could give in order to break into that, into that world? Yeah, I, well, first, you, you need a portfolio behind you. You need a portfolio of work that's going to justify to a client why they should be using you. Um, it doesn't need to be an extensive portfolio. You could have 10 photos, but if you've got 10 photos that show how you shoot, the level you shoot at, and potentially like the interaction with whatever that subject is, whether that's a human, a car, property, landscape, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you have to be able to show that there's a translation between you and the subject and then there's going to be a connection and then there's a reason then for the client to use you to come and shoot whatever they want so you don't need anything extensive um and then it's just reaching out to people and reaching out to production agencies is the main one i mean from our side we because we've now experienced both sides of it from initially when when i was kind of wanting to go into that world reaching out to these agencies and stuff to now being on the agency side and reaching out to photographers (laughs) um we don't get approached by many people and like quite a few we get approached by we bring on and use them so yeah. reach out like don't spam people but like just have a short concise portfolio with a kind of background of who you are what you want to do if you're happy to say look i'll come and shadow for a shoot it'd be really nice to yeah. see how you work and I'd, I'd love to get involved with something along these lines i've shot x y and z which i think could maybe a benefit to you um and open that dialogue uh and then and then just send it out and reach out to people and just start a conversation more than anything. If you're not going to get anywhere unless you've spoken to someone in the first place. Um, show your work. Be proud of yourself. Be confident with what you do as well. If someone comes to us and like, oh, I'm not sure I, could, mm. I, I can kind of do this and I've done a bit of this, then it's never going to fill you as the end client with that. So go in there and be confident. Don't be cocky. Don't be egotistical. <laughs> Don't fill it with yeah, that. There's a real fine line, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. But it's so good to hear just somebody saying, just go out there and ask for it. Yeah. 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 Just What's, go and ask. And if you're coming from a good place yeah. and a place of, you know, wanting to learn and wanting to bring value to somebody and to, you know, yeah. be passionate about yeah. that, about it, then yeah. and the, what, the worst you're going to win yeah. more. You're going to win more than yeah. you're going to lose. You might, you might send out 50 emails and you might get no response from 49 of them. But you know, that one might be the one. Yeah. And if you get no responses, doesn't matter. Do it again. Send out another 50 another day. Yeah. And then if it doesn't do that, give it a week or a couple of weeks. Go, hi guys, I sent you this the other week. I'd really be interested. I, I see you've been working on X, Y, and Z. Make mm-hmm. sure you've kind of researched into the yeah. company. I see you've been working on that recently. I'd love to be involved if you have any more projects coming up. And this is the kind of style of work I'm in. Do you reckon there would be an opening along the line? Um, and it comes right back to the very start. Just, just be nice and normal with it. Don't, yeah. don't be the all-encompassing photographer going in trying to, I can do this and make you guys better. And I'd, li- I'd like to work with you on these projects. Um, so yeah, that, that would be kind of my approach to how I'd do it, I think. That's amazing. That's really so good. Well put, so well put. Yeah. It's just so nice to hear that that position from Finn. Yeah. 
just uh, just laid out. Yeah, just great human, but at the same time, yeah, That's be nice confident. Be nice. Yeah, you, yeah, you've got you've got fifteen, twenty people on set on some of these shoots. You know, you, if there's like one person there that isn't quite right and is a bit quite gelling, you, mm-hmm. you, you're going to know straight yeah. away, and everyone else on set is going to know. And yeah. you know, yeah. next time that stylist or that hair and makeup artist goes to the next shoot, they're not going to bring that photographer <laughs> along to the next one. They'll remember that that guy was a dick. They're going to remember the guy that was on the previous shoot that was, oh, do you remember we, we worked with Sam on that shoot and he was super nice, he was so friendly. Oh, do thanks, Ben. Yeah, no worries, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He bought us every- champagne. Yeah, and, so good. Uh, <laughs> Made me a great oat flat white. But no, they, like, people remember this stuff. And like, oh, no, he was super helpful, actually. Do you remember he helped pack down the kit at the yeah. end of the day? He didn't just Just those little things, isn't it? Yeah. Sometimes those little things yeah, that make we, all the difference. Yeah, we've... we've did a shoot recently and I won't name names they were, it was for the same client and on two days there were two different photographers and day one the photographer was a dick and like really didn't like us there we were just doing the filming on it didn't like us there wasn't helping at all and that kind of fully translated across the entire day it was a really weird scene and the next day it was a different photographer who was absolutely lovely came in was helping us set up lights moving oh I've got this spare light you guys should try doing this and it was just completely different and because yeah. of that everyone benefited well from that it. energy that energy is like infectious it's transferable mm. isn't yeah. it and like it's amazing how people can just feed off that kind of positive energy yeah. and vibe. Yeah, and and from that we've then got said photographers' details, and we'll use them again. Yeah, like we, there you go. There's no chance we're reaching out to the one the day before, no. <laughs> apart from slagging them off over a pint later that, in the day. That answer's kind of twofold, isn't it? Really, of yeah. like you know, you've got to try and just open a door first and foremost, but then that's half the battle. Once yeah. you're in the door, yeah, it's about making the most of it and just. Building really embracing it, building, building that relationship, relationship. Building, those building relationships. that relationship. Yeah, which is both through your work and you as a person. Yeah. Uh, I think as well, like a really good thing just to add to that is like you never know who you're talking to. Yeah. Never yeah. know. Never judge them. Yeah. Don't you know? Think that you know it all. It's like yeah. yeah you, you could be chatting to somebody that could open a much bigger door for you, but yeah. Don't ever assume that. You just, just and it could be yeah. There's no like hierarchical system on these shoots. You never know who you're. T- it might be the guy setting up lights, and that guy on the lights might be going the next day to do mm-hmm. a portrait shoot with one of the highest paid sportsmen in the world, yeah. or it could be with this, and they're like. Oh, do you know any photographers that might be able to help out down the line? And, and yeah. they'll remember you. It's, it's kind of, yeah, just be nice. It's not hard, is it? <laughs> when are we going to do a skydive with Finn? <laughs> you don't want to be strapped to me. Just, <laughs> <laughs> that'll be your last one. <laughs> what do you reckon? Should we do it on like the, the five, should we do it on the five year, another <laughs> idea, right? Anniversary. Anniversary. <laughs> that'd be amazing. That'd actually be amazing. We'll, be yeah. like, we'll, get, we'll get a portrait in the Come sky along, by I'll Finn. shoot some can, photos of you can, guys falling. Yeah, yeah. Bite, bite, take a picture. I'll, I'll, hold, I'll hold you Strange that. concept. I'll hold you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, mate. Thank you. So, was there anything else you were going to ask? No, no, no. Oh. No, I was just looking at. <laughs> you were looking at your watch. Looking at my watch, but thinking I could, could have done this mentally. Twenty twenty seven. Okay, that's when it's going to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I've said it already a few times, but thank you so much for coming out and giving us your time. I know it's incredibly valuable, um, and you're a busy kind of guy at the moment, so it's really appreciated. Yeah, it's nice just to meet you at last. Yeah, um, and just really nice just to have a chat and just to, you know, just just hear how you how your mind works how you've kind of you know got into the industry you're in um I, i'm not I, you know i was going to say i'm not surprised but I, you know it's been nice to hear but but everything that you've said just fits mm-hmm. and yeah makes sense it makes sense mm. really you know, makes sense um i've really enjoyed hearing your story um you obviously work incredibly hard your passion comes across the second you start talking about anything and that's mm. you know again just goes to show you wouldn't be where you're at doing what you're doing without that base level of absolute passion to to shoot for yourself and to enjoy it and to you know to be the best at it yeah and and you are you know it's um it's it's very admirable to see i, I love what i've loved watching your journey and i'm excited to kind of see where 
you know, eight seconds goes over the next sort of four or five years. I'm looking Cheers, forward to seeing what you. happens. I oh, know. Thanks so much. It's been a, it's been quite a cathartic exercise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm actually now going to go search YouTube for these videos at Eagles. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure. What's I'm not sure and start removing stuff immediately. <laughs> um, watch out, people. Watch yeah, out. I do if apologize. You come here. I do apologize. I apologize. We dig deep. Yeah. No, uh, seriously. It's been a pleasure to have you here. Thank you, guys. Thank and you. Yeah. Thank you. Cheers. Lunch. Boom, let's go, let's go. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.